1: The only way I can explain this is by calling it the noise. I have attempted to study it as best as I can whenever I'm near the area. The location is on a piece of wildlife crown land near a First Nations reserve by my hometown. The tempo of the noise is as if a giant dropped a basketball from hip height and the ball is naturally hitting the ground faster and faster until it finally rests. From the beginning to the end of each instance, it will last an average of about 4-5 to seconds. The noise sounds like a muted thump, as if you were to slap your hand on bare-packed dirt. The noise can actually be felt, and standing naturally at about 6'2", I can feel the noise in my chest. Faintly, but it's definitely there. When landing on the ground, the feeling is more uh, exaggerated, even more so if it occurs closer. The noise changes position almost randomly, too. Every occurrence is a guess as to where it will appear, how long exactly it will last, and how long it will be until the next one too. I have noticed a rough pattern correlating with the time of day though, and that stays fairly consistent at all times of the year, but it is not exact. Average length of time between instances is an early to mid a.m. at about 1.5 minutes and position changes are not as drastic or frequent. Average length of time in the late PM is about 5 minutes, and position changes are always huge distances and happen every time. The noise will stop completely at around midnight too, and won't appear again until 3.30 or 4am. I've attempted to record it to share with people whenever I ask what they think it might be, but I can never actually pick it up with even borrowed audio equipment from my brother's recording studio. I've taken probably six or seven people from farmers to oil riggers to conservation officers out there to show them firsthand, hoping that they would know what it is, and while every person heard and felt it just like me, they never had any clue. So, I first heard the noise on a solo camping trip in mid-November about six years ago. It was a fairly mild November and only about minus ten Celsius overnight with light snow coming down. I first heard it just after stepping foot over a a small hill and spooking a cow moose with a calf about two in the afternoon. As the cow and the calf were running the noise occurred and they seemed to veer more eastward to the edge of the bush. I decided to go straight west to avoid future conflict with the mum and went as far as I could to make sure I wouldn't see her again and this put me deep into the middle of the crown land. As I was heading west I was running the sound through my head, trying to decide what it must have been. I figured it must have been their hooves just clomping the dirt, and I just heard it louder because of the adrenaline rush from spooking one of the most dangerous animals in North America. Then, walking through some tightly packed birch, I, I heard it again and stopped dead in my tracks to scan all around me. I ended up spotting some movement and saw a full-grown male ruffed grouse. They stomp their feet when challenging other males, but drum their wings to attract a mate and I was pretty sure that that time of year was mating season for them. I've certainly heard their foot stomping before, which honestly sounded nothing like what I just experienced, but again, I decided I was just really on edge from that cow moose. I decided to just pop my earbuds in and to listen to music for a while to help settle my nerves. I know, not the best idea when out in the bush, but I was starting to freak out a bit and was really committed to exploring this new area. Soon, I decided to begin building my shelter and gathering firewood before it got too dark. After gathering twice as much wood as I thought that I would need, I pulled out my little wind-up radio and began my bedtime routine. As I lay on my sleeping bag, separated from the ground by only a small polytarp as a moisture barrier, I listened to the coyotes yipping and yowling while I ate some cheese and chocolate to keep me warm through the night. The coyotes began to get closer, so... I stoked up my fire a bit more and turned down my radio and then I, I felt it really close. The noise reverberated through my chest and shook my vision in fact. It honestly felt as if my bones and my body were being vibrated rather than the ground beneath me being shaken this time. And that was by far the strongest that I've ever felt it. I stayed up the whole night, too afraid to leave my fire and venture through the dark back to my Jeep. I laid completely still and silent until morning, only moving to feed my small fire, and and nothing more than the noise has ever been revealed to me. I don't know what that noise is, but man, being out there all alone at night and hearing that, it's weird. go to a church that is widely accepted to be haunted and is mostly joked around with. but there are some stories that alone may seem like coincidences or just mishaps, but when aligned together form a quite freaky narrative. I'll share one of the more uh, terrifying personal experiences that I've encountered as an example, but there are dozens more. Let me know if you guys want to hear more too. So I fifteen-ish at the time, was spending the night for a week as a part of a mission thing at the church. I was alone, of course, in the first floor, which acts as a basement composed of classrooms. The floor above me is a sanctuary, and both of these places are haunted by something that I'll refer to as pastor from here on out. So, I was eating Cheetos in one of these classrooms when I turned around to head to the right just to cleanse up my stuff, and upon turning my head back, out of the corner of my eye, I, I spotted a floating girl with long hair. Yes, just like you see in the Ring movie. But this obviously made me piss myself and I ran away despite the fact that she disappeared after I jumped out of the chair that I was sitting on. That alone wouldn't be terrifying, but this is what really makes my skin crawl. Part of the mission work involved leaders talking to kids about what they're scared of and how God can protect them from said fears. One of the kids mentioned how they saw a a floating girl in white on that staircase at the church, and that scared me. I mean, I hadn't told anyone about the story of what I'd seen at that point, so it wasn't a practical joke on me or anything. On another occasion over the night thing for the church, oddly uh, a lot of these events center around these week-long sleepovers, and my friend was sitting on a table we make a joke about how we're going to sacrifice said friend to pastor and then all of a sudden there's this huge slap and the table collapses and my friend just hurts his ankle really badly. Approximately five people witnessed it too and I've never seen these tables collapse before though I won't say it's impossible. Needless to say we were all pretty scared and slept with our bibles on our chest for precaution that night. On another occasion too This isn't so much a a story as something that a a few of us have noticed over a period of time. So there's this light in the sanctuary that always sways back and forth, but only when you say something about it. Now, before someone jumps to air vents, the sanctuary is really old and in desperate need of repair. And there are no air vents or anything similar near any of the lights. We've checked everywhere and everything and... There's just no way that these lights should be swinging like they do. But Like I said, if it was just one of these things happening, it wouldn't be that scary. But the fact that we have just dozens of these little things happening, coupled with my actual sighting of something, it really creeps me out. When I was around five years old, my parents had split up and my sisters and I went with mum and moved somewhere in my hometown. I don't remember much about the house except for one night in particular. Mum and I had been arguing because apparently I would made a mess of my room or something. I kept saying no I didn't but she got sick of it and put me in there as a punishment. As I sat there on my bed crying I, I noticed the moonlight shining through the window behind me bouncing off my bed sheets. Essentially highlighting my room in a blue hue and then uh, my toys on the floor just arranged themselves into some sort of symbol that I don't remember and then back to their original places. A few seconds after I saw my wardrobe door just open about a foot or so but my wardrobe was to the left of me and in it appears to be a man but this man didn't have the human features as such but kind of monstrous features. I kind of passed it off as my imagination until a pair of Goliath hands grabbed both my feet. It didn't pull me under, it just kind of held on, but at the time it almost felt as if it was a uh, uploading something into me. My mum was in the kitchen and was heading past my room, and as soon as she approached my door the thing just let go, and I ran straight into my mum and said that I was sorry and can I come out, etc. I had to know what this thing was, though, so before my mum and I walked away, I I took a quick glance at it and let me say that it was the most horrible thing that I've ever seen. Back in 2012, this memory resurfaced and since then I've been trying to find out what it was. The closest thing that I can find a match to its description of is a an asswing vampire. Honestly though, I'm not entirely sure what it was. I know a lot of people think that I'm crazy but... I swear on my very soul that this is true. If anyone else has had a similar experience, I'd sure love to hear it. And if you know anything, please let me know because I want some answers. Apartments.com believes that a dishwasher does more than just clean plates. It turns your whole place into a time machine And with comprehensive search tools and instant alerts, you never have to worry about missing out on the perfect place. To find whatever you're searching for and more, visit apartments.com, the place to find a place. So this happened when I was about five in Germany. I was on a sleepover at the house of my best friend at the time, Jimmy, and he had told me that sometimes he was visited by a, a shadow lady at night. That night we decided to uh, stay up late and wait for her too. Our beds were on the west and east sides of the room, facing the north wall. and There was a small shadow on it that, that seemed to move from side to side. It grew bigger over time though, until it looked like uh, the silhouette of a person. At this point, I got pretty scared, but my friend Jimmy was ecstatic. He told me that this was her and called out to the shadow. And... It wasn't long until the shadow reacted. It separated itself from the wall and walked onto the space between our beds. She was entirely black, though a little bit see-through. Foggy is a better word, I guess, but not difficult to spot, that's for sure. She had a circular head without any facial features and a top of an abnormally long neck. I could also see her upper body, but no clear lower body. And... It just kind of faded into the ground, looking kind of like a mist. Not sure how to describe this, as English isn't my native language, but for some reason I I felt really calm just looking at her. Any fear that I had was gone. She held a, a plate full of food in each hand too, but the food was just as foggy as her and I couldn't tell what it was supposed to be. She put one plate down on Jimmy's bed and one on mine and Jimmy told me to eat it, so I did. To my surprise the food on the plate seemed to grow smaller every time I pretended to put a fork into it and lead it to my mouth. I couldn't actually taste anything and I didn't feel anything but I remember that I couldn't actually swallow without chewing first. When my friend was done with his plate she handed him another one but he told her that he doesn't want to eat anymore. She seemed all right with this too and just waited until I'd finished and then she took both of our plates and disappeared back into the wall when she was gone I I suddenly felt absolutely terrified and screamed my friend's mum came in asking what happened and we both started talking about that shadow lady she dismissed it as stupid kid stuff of course and just went back to bed after I calmed down I haven't seen her after that night anymore and nor have I had an encounter similar to this one since then the whole situation was Really weird and bizarre, and I know that this sounds crazy, but I remember it vividly. If, uh, if any of you guys have any questions, uh, I'll try to answer them in the comments below. G'day mates, it's Bbuster here, and before the episode continues, I just want to give a big shout out to Empty Faces for sponsoring this episode. For those of you who love watching scary movies and horror in general, Empty Faces is an interactive monthly subscription where you become a paranormal investigator attempting to solve a case. Each month they send you cryptic clues, objects and all sorts of items to decipher to solve the case in real time. Empty Faces lets you play solo or with friends and they also have an online community where you can swap theories with people who are at the same point in the story as you are. And if you enjoy horror games as much as I do then I think you guys will really like this. I've been playing it over the past couple of months in fact and the depth of the game is actually quite impressive. The story is rich with character development as well as replayability but not replayability in your typical sense. Instead of starting a whole new game like so many other games do, the content has you thinking over things and questioning assumptions and is truly gripping once fully immersed. I've played a lot of board games in my life and I highly recommend it if you're into this sort of stuff. Empty Faces have also been kind enough to offer The Hive 10% off for your first box, but be quick, because they only accept 200 members per day. To take advantage of this offer, all you have to do is go to EmptyFaces.com forward slash scared and sign up for 10% off your first box. That's EmptyFaces.com forward slash scared. I hope you guys take advantage of the offer, and without further ado, here's the rest of the episode. So firstly, there's two things that you guys should probably know about me. One is that I always believe that there could be something out there, but no matter how many haunted houses or places that my friends who have experienced the paranormal said that were definitely haunted that I've been to, I've never experienced anything paranormal. There were tiny incidences here and there, but I've never experienced anything that made me sure that something paranormal was happening. The second is that my dad collects antique stuff some hundreds of years old and recently he bought a particularly old clock which might be connected I think. Anyway it started four days ago when said clock entered our household. I was half asleep until I heard my sister's voice she's in another country and I thought that I was dreaming. I got up to get some water, laid down and felt something resembling a a breath against my ear and my sister's voice say wake up. I got up and called my boyfriend and then blamed my meds and just went back to sleep and I never mentioned this to anyone ever again. The second thing that happened was I was taking a nap again and I was woken up by my door opening and my father's voice telling me to come downstairs. I did and I asked him what he wanted and him and my mum were both watching Game of Thrones and were pretty damn weirded out told me that I just dreamed it the third thing happened to my mum actually and she asked me if I whispered in her ear last night or was that a dream she said that it was strange because it felt like as if someone was breathing on her neck I told her that I had a very similar encounter but she thinks that I'm joking she actually doesn't believe in the supernatural the fourth encounter was my cat was staring at something in my room and later was following it and he never does that. He's 12 and he's never acted like this. So that brings me to today and I was watching TV and one of my posters fell off. So I jokingly say, hey if you're here just know that I mean no harm to you but can you give me a sign? And immediately my wax beach just... Fell from the box. And I'm trying so hard to tell myself. That that must have just been a coincidence. But the more I think about it. The more I know it just can't be. I'm actually pretty scared now. And I don't know what to do. Do you guys have any advice? So a couple of friends of mine and myself we decided to go to the notoriously haunted Waverly Hill Sanitarium about a year and a half ago. I'm a paranormal enthusiast and I love going ghost hunting and we didn't bring a camera or even a recorder though because we just wanted to experience the sanitarium for what it really was and not as a tourist attraction if you catch my drift. Anyway, my friends and I were walking through level by level and We were told that a nurse died on the fourth floor and some people say that they've seen her apparition. While we were on the first floor we didn't really get anything although we did hear some loud banging sounds but they were coming from above us on the second floor. We knew for certain that we were the only ones there too at the time and we still couldn't explain the noise. But we decided to stay as a group since two of my friends are complete scaredy cats. Literally even an amusement haunted house scares the hell out of them. So we get to the second level and as soon as we got up there we heard the banging again at the other end of the hall. As we go to check it out it continues and then the banging stops abruptly and we check some of the rooms. Most of them were empty but some had gurneys. As we reach the end of the hall we enter a room with two gurneys, a chair and a bedside table. The ones with the wheels that is used to assist patients in eating and that. And It was flipped over along with the chair which could have been the source of the banging but the room didn't look like anyone had entered or even been in the room to begin with. We then decided to go to the third floor but had no activity but it wasn't until we reached the fourth floor that we ended up getting some crazy shit. The first thing we heard was an audible crying sound from what possibly could have been a small girl. As we traveled the hall we checked the rooms and. There were no signs of people or ghosts, and about halfway down the hallway, we heard this shrilling scream. But it wasn't a scream out of pain, it was just one of pure terror. At least, that's how I can describe it, because there's really no other way to describe it. The creepy thing is that it didn't come from one direction, and it sounded like it was coming from just everywhere above, around, and below. My friend Justin and I just looked at each other and we both loved this stuff so we were more intrigued than scared but my other friend Ryan said that he wanted to leave but I assured him everything was fine and nothing was going to happen. I was wrong to say that though because coincidentally after I said that Kevin the fourth in the group said that he heard something telling us to leave now. I didn't take this as true because the rest of us didn't hear anything It wasn't until a few minutes later that we decided to just bolt out of there after hearing a male low voice, a little bit above a whisper, that sounded utterly terrifying because he sounded like he was threatening us, but all he said was run. But he said it menacingly like he wanted us to run so that he or it could chase after us for fun or something. It was at this point that we just noped the hell out of there, and we haven't been back since, but... I do hope to go back with equipment and see what I can capture this time. Hopefully I do this soon and I may even share my findings with you guys. Anyway, that was my experience and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed it. So about seven years ago, I moved into a new house and I got stuck with the worst room. Half the house is maybe a decade old and the other half is much older. My room was in the old section. A few weeks in and I I already didn't like the room. It was just off and after a few months the creepy stuff started happening. The first was the sound of just someone picking at the carpet. It would start at the other end of the room and get closer and closer to my bed until it just stopped right beside me. At first I thought it was a mouse or something but it was so consistent and loud every time it happened. I put some mouse traps and baits around the room in fact but it just never stopped. It would happen once or twice a week and maybe three weeks after the picking started I could feel something in my room. It would come right before the picking started and I would just be laying in bed perfectly fine and then I'd feel it. It was like I could feel where it was in my room, feel it as it moved around quite slowly mind you and after it moved around my room for a bit it would always go to one spot and then the picking would start from where it stopped. It starts at the other end of the room and finished at my bed and scared shitless me wouldn't dare open my eyes when I could feel it. The very few times that I did open my eyes, it was like it was darker when I could feel it. The dark patch would move around my room really slowly. This went on for about a year, once or twice a week, and I moved my bed against the wall so that I could face the wall when I could feel it. One night, I'm facing the rest of the room when I start feeling it. I was so scared that I didn't want to move once it started, so I was stuck facing where it was coming from. But this time... There was no picking and it just gets closer and closer to me and it's now within arm reach and I muster up all my courage and go to roll over to face my wall because it comforts me a little and halfway through my roll something touches my arm. I freeze as soon as I felt it and it didn't go away. It felt like something was just resting their arm on me not moving or anything it just felt like a dead weight completely shitting myself at this point. After about five seconds I roll over and tuck my head under the blankets as fast as I could. Once morning came I looked around my bed. I thought maybe that there was already something on my bed and as I rolled over I lifted it onto my arm or something but nothing was there. I couldn't find anything that felt the same as what I felt that night too. The morning after I interrogated everyone in case someone thought it would be funny to mess with no one says that they were and to be quite honest I, I believe them. Shortly after that me and my brother switched rooms and we moved out about a year later and I asked him what he thought of the room. He didn't say anything specific as to why but he said the room was haunted and he was glad that he doesn't have to sleep there anymore. That was by far the weirdest experience that I've ever had and I uh, I'll never forget it. About 10 years ago, I was visiting my friend and I brought my gaming laptop to his house so that we could do some online gaming together. And afterwards, I was uh, going to crash on his couch. Sometime, I, I think around 1am, he goes to bed and I stay up a little longer just playing. I'm not doing anything serious, so just have my headphones around my neck when I, uh, I heard a noise. I couldn't tell what it was. It was a A sort of creaking that came from the kitchen. I ignored it and kept going and I heard it again a little bit later and a couple of more times while lying on the couch. Over the next several days I'm racking my brains trying to place the noise, knowing that I'd heard it before I think. Fast forward to a week later and I'm back again for another gaming session. Again a a little after he's gone to bed I, I hear the same noise. I hear it another couple of times spaced out over an hour or so, and work out that it's something opening and closing. I'm sure of it. I hear it once more and decide that I just had to know what was making the noise exactly. I knew it was coming from the kitchen, so I proceeded to open and close every cupboard, the pantry, the microwave, the oven, until eventually I get to the fridge. And it was the exact noise. The noise that I'd been hearing was his fridge opening and closing. Now, nobody else was in the house and he would have had to have gone past me to get to the kitchen and it was securely closed when I opened it myself. A few years later, I'm at a different friend's house playing pool and drinking and I go downstairs and out the back for a cigarette. Just to the left of the back door is a shed and this shed has a wooden door with a a glass panel halfway up taking up most of the top half of the door. When there are no lights on inside, it's pitch black and you can't see a thing through it at night. As I step out of the back door, I I get a white flash out of the corner of my eye and I turn to look but nothing is there. I chalk it up to seeing things and I just have my smoke and I turn around to head back inside and I get the white flash again. I stop still this time and out of the corner of my eye, I, I see a white figure in the window again when I turned to look at Scorn. I didn't get a lot of details as it happened so fast, but I'm sure that I saw a figure with a pale face and a white suit. Of course, I could only see the top part as the rest was obscured by the door, but again, I only saw it briefly, and for the longest time I just chalked it up to seeing things. Lastly, just a couple of years ago, in the house I used to live in, there was something odd about the house. Now, I should mention that several times through my life I would get the feeling of somebody watching me or being behind me when there was nothing there. I always chalked it up to paranoia, but in this house it was just so much more intense. It didn't happen all the time. In fact, in the five years of living there, it must have happened maybe a dozen times but it would always be in the middle of the night and I would be in the kitchen getting a glass of water and even though I couldn't see anything, all the lights were off. I would get this sense of something was there and the near uncontrollable urge to just run. I would briskly walk up the hall and once I got into the bedroom, the feeling would be gone. It was in this house that my, at the time, two and a half year old son would sometimes refuse to go into his room and if pressed on why, he would answer, the black man is scary. I tried a couple of times to get more info, wanting to make sure that there wasn't an actual person or anything, but those of you with kids will know that getting things out of a toddler can be difficult at the best of times. All I managed to get out of him was that it wasn't a brown-skinned man like our neighbor, but an actual black man. I don't know if his and my experiences are connected, but nothing like that has happened since we moved house a year ago. Anyway, these are my experiences over the years, and uh, they're all a little bit strange and kind of convoluted, but I'm kind of pretty sure that they're all connected somehow. Either way, I, I hope you guys enjoyed, and I hope that that's the last of it.
0: Download the free Angie mobile app today, or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com.
1: I worked for a cleaning company for a little over a year, and I'm convinced that at least two buildings that I cleaned in the evenings, they were haunted. I very easily could have had evidence for a lot of this, but the phone that I had during all of this boasted a battery life of about 20 minutes. I'm uh, tearing up just thinking about how awful that was to deal with and opening the camera almost immediately always killed it. Sometimes it worked, and when it did I tried to capture evidence, but since the phone itself sucked, none of its very quality anyway. I also only occasionally had a co-worker with me, but they each had their own experiences that I'll include too. So one of these buildings was a community activity centre, and since these experiences were less terrifying and more unsettling than anything, I'll start there. So I cleaned two areas, two bathrooms and two locker rooms. The locker rooms were down the end of a large dark hall and I could have easily turned on the lights in the building every night to make things less creepy, but I wanted to save an extra 30 seconds since I'd be at this particular location anywhere between 1 and 4am. In the men's locker room in particular, I would get a feeling of uh, uneasiness upon crossing the threshold. The room itself seemed safe, but while I was in there the rooms around me began acting up. I would hear lockers opening and slamming shut in the women's room next door. There would be this distinct sound of someone sprinting up and down the hall with heavy footsteps. One time, I asked for a very specific sign for whatever was there to show itself. I requested that it open seven lockers in the north side of the men's room, and as I walked in, maybe 10 seconds after saying that, I caught the tail end of the motion of seven lockers, right in a row, finishing swinging open. I, uh, actually started to cry a little because, uh, I don't know, I, I didn't really need that at 2am alone, I guess, with a, a dead cell phone. But before I shakily continued with my work, I, I said something along the lines of, Hey, you're valid, this is your space too, just let me do my work and I'll be on my way without bothering you. After that, I... I noticed a couple of things. Waiting at the doors where I entered, oftentimes there would be a a shadowy shape just sitting there. I don't know, maybe waiting? But one time I I swear on my life that it waved to me. I have a super poor quality Snapchat video of this, but it's not worth much since the quality is so bad. On these nights too, I, I felt a presence that seemed there, but in the distance, like it respected my space or something maybe it was the one that I spoke to before or something but I also noticed that there were other feelings there some nights I would walk in feeling nauseous and the closer I got to areas where my brain told me not to look inside the gym where I'd hear footsteps a a dance room with mirrors when I'd see a a large figure and even the bathrooms as a whole I would feel a, a pressure on my head was So bad that it would set off my tinnitus and even trigger migraines sometimes. One night when I was feeling this pressure and negative energy, I was cleaning the sinks and the mirrors and underneath where my knees were, a cabinet door opened hard on my knee and then slammed shut a second later. The doors were ziplock shut because little kids put gross stuff in there so they shouldn't have opened. And when I checked afterwards, the tie was still in place and holding the door shut. Two co-workers of mine have also had experiences there. My friend was cleaning one bathroom and I was using the other and while I was out of the room she, she heard a sound like a hand running itself along the metal assist bars in the handicap accessible stalls. She also swears that she heard footsteps in the bathroom but no one else was in the building with us. My fiancé who didn't believe me about any of this experienced the same cabinet thing I'd described earlier, same bathroom and same cabinet still tied shut. So, my big questions here is, if this place is haunted or whatever, which I'm pretty sure it is, could it have something to do with the fact that it's pretty much across the street from a cemetery? Could that explain the different uh, things that i felt with distinct personalities? Does this sound like average run-of-the-mill ghost just haunting a building late at night? I don't know. You guys tell me what you think. So, the second building I want to talk about is uh, much worse. The feeling here was just really dark. It stuck with me for hours too, sometimes days after leaving, and I had anxiety attacks when I thought about having to be there. It was only twice a week, thank God, at the local USDA building. It's just a little place, maybe 15 desks total. It took at most two hours to clean, but... They were the worst two hours of my life, every single week too. It started out as a, a kind of gross feeling to be honest, like I was being watched, stalked, and my shoulders were tense, accompanied by what almost felt like fingers on my back and neck, and I felt sick, often walked away with a headache, that sort of thing. It got slowly worse over a while too, and I'd hear a, an odd clunk in another area of the building, maybe a door would shut somewhere or something things that i could explain away at the time and things that i had rational explanations but still it made me feel shaken during the time it wasn't too horrible but the little creepy things and the noises had definitely picked up in frequency by the way i'd I'd start seeing shadows that would dart out of rooms as soon as i'd look at them directly which is to say the least pretty unnerving i sent a friend a snapchat of the room in general nothing spooky just complaining about being at work and she replied telling me that if I ever sent her another photo of that place that she would block me. But she's very into the supernatural stuff and claims that she has a ghost in her house that just kind of hangs around. I don't know. That stuff just puts me on edge. Anyway, it must have pissed off whatever it is that dwells there because it, uh, it got a lot worse after that. And really fast too. One night in particular I'll, I'll never forget. In fact... I actually thought I might legitimately die there. The sick feeling was immediate upon opening the door, like the air was thick with it. By my supply closet door in the dark, since I hadn't turned on the light yet, it looked like a, a huge trash bag was lounging in the hall, just blocking my path. I averted my eyes because I was already terrified and turned the light on, and the shape was gone. Nothing could have cast the shadow in this virtually empty hallway, and... When I went to open my closet door it was hard to pull open as though something was forcing it back shut. I gathered my supplies and walked away to begin my job and move on and the door slammed shut. I kept cleaning because well you know I I had to otherwise I would have gotten the fuck right out of there and I just continuously felt a hot breath on my neck that I heard over the music blaring in my headphones. At one point, I heard the rattle of a rattlesnake, but of course, after thoroughly investigating, I, I found no snake was in the building, and I would have rather have found a snake than go through this. The door slamming sounds happened several times throughout the couple of hours that I was there, too, and that was always jarring. However, it was somewhat easy to brush off and ignore after a minute, since I was used to it by then. But when I was walking in front of the doors and other glass, I... I noticed in the reflection that there was another me behind what was actually my reflection. It moved a half a second slower than me and was paced several feet behind me, and I even heard the footsteps and felt something there behind me, but I was just too scared to look. Overall, it was just... the whole situation just felt really wrong. I avoid looking in most reflective surfaces after that day until the day I quit. Later, when I was cleaning the bathrooms, I... I noticed a sink turning on without me being anywhere near it. It wasn't a motion sensor, mind you, but a good old handle turning sink. One that should have, under no circumstances, turned itself on. The mirror was also dirty again, even though I'd just cleaned it. And it kind of looked like someone clawed at the mirror with soap on their fingers or something. Thankfully, the bathrooms were the last part of my night, and I rushed out of there and just had a really nasty anxiety attack in the car. My previously mentioned friend also cleaned here sometimes and she also experienced the nasty feelings that I was talking about, even down to the headaches. One night she didn't want to work alone there so she brought her boyfriend. To be honest, it was so scary that I didn't blame her and I didn't say anything. I mean, I often couldn't go alone in there either despite company rules and I often brought someone too. Anyway... When she was cleaning the bathroom, the same one with the faucet incident, she began feeling a a hot breath on her neck. Then she heard her boyfriend from the entrance of the bathroom ask, you okay in there babe? And she said, yeah, I'm fine. And then her necklace, which is, I think the Virgin Mary and was blessed by a priest or something, got hot and she just left the bathroom. Her boyfriend though, was sitting in another area of the building entirely and had not spoken to her or left his spot the whole night. In other words, there was just no way that he could have talked to her at the bathroom doorway. Like I said, my phone sucks, but uh, I do have a picture of this thing, I think, and uh, it's not worth much, but it still gives me the chills when I see it to this day. G'day mates, it's Bee Buster here. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Be Scared podcast. And please, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss next week's episode too.